Hello there, and welcome once again to Insight Peterborough. I'm Devin Wilkins. Insight Peterborough is a project of the Peterborough chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind. And if you'd like more information about the CCB, all you have to do is send an email to ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. That's ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. And just the mere mention of the Peterborough chapter of the CCB provides a terrific segue into our first interview today. So with that, let's get right to it. I know that a lot of those of you who uh, listen on a regular basis have heard a lot about From the Blind for the Blind, which is a program of our chapter here of the Canadian Council of the Blind. Uh, but we have exciting news uh, to tell you. Uh, actually, lots of exciting things happening. Uh, but the first is that um, From the Blind for the Blind has uh, a home. And uh, to tell us about that, uh, first of all, we have Debbie Harriet, who is the program coordinator of From the Blind for the Blind. Hi, Debbie. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Devin? I'm doing well, thank you. And Jen Meek, who, and you know what, Jen, I don't know your title uh, with Charlotte Products, but how are you? I'm fine. I'm the director of marketing at Charlotte Products here in Peterborough. Okay. Uh, welcome both of you to the program. Debbie, can I get you to, I know we've talked about this before, but just to, after the holidays especially, can I get you to kind of refresh our memories as to what From the Blind, For the Blind is? Certainly, Devin. It, it's a program we started up with the chapter in Peterborough of CCB, and we started it as a lending library of visual aids for people who need help to be able to see or with their blindness to be able to read. Um, there's visual aids out there that a lot of people aren't aware of. So we have been fortunate enough to be donated products on occasion uh, that aren't being used anymore, such as a CC, a CCTV or a what they call a daisy player or a Victor reader. And these devices help people to be more independent, to be able to read their own mail, for them to be able to listen to a book if they can't read the book and, and just to be a little more active and independent. And with these donations, we then pass them on to those people that can use them, these ones that aren't being used anymore. And it's all done uh, word of mouth and free of charge. It's a completely free 
service. So we're always trying to let people know who may need something to help them, you know, in their daily life to get in contact with us. And we're also asking anybody who might have something they're not using, like a big magnifier, they're not using it anymore, to please contact us and pass it on. Okay, wonderful. So this has been going for a, a couple of years now. And uh, things were previously stored at, at your place, uh, weren't they, Debbie? But now the seams are beginning to bulge? Yes. When we were getting donations from this person and that person and, and single items, we were storing them at my home. But we have just recently received a very generous donation. And unfortunately, it was difficult to house them all in my garage. <laughs> so um, we've, we were in contact with Charlotte Products. And that's where Jen comes into the picture. Because she has a donated space in their building that we were able to put this wonderful donation into. And I'll let you continue there, Jen. Yes, tell us all about what Charlotte Products is all about, Jen. Well, thank you. Um, well, Charlotte Products is uh, a manufacturer of cleaning products. Our role has been pretty substantial the last few years, as you can imagine, with this pandemic. So we've been busy making cleaning products and sanitizers and disinfectants here in Peterborough. We also have a warehouse down in Chicago that uh, the two places combined, we, we service and satisfy all the needs for, for products all over North America. Um, but here in Peterborough, we have been in existence since 1986. And um, we basically, our, our mission or our goal every day is to help people everywhere live safer and healthier lives by creating um, safe spaces. Um, so you know, we, we don't just make cleaning products in our mind. We are making people's homes, their workplaces, their hospitals, their schools. We're making facilities a safer and healthier place for, for everybody, the visitors of the buildings and the occupants of the buildings. So that's how we look at our role. You know, we're not, we don't look at ourselves as just making cleaning products and selling them. We look at it um, from a, a sustainable standpoint that we're, we do everything we can to make green certified or organic products. Um, all of our products, we, we set forth with the mindset that we want to make them as safe as possible um, to keep everybody safe. So, so that's what we do here in Peterborough. And Yes. Sorry. That's certainly what uh, Charlotte Products has done for us. They've given us a warm, clean, safe place to store the products that we receive. But as well as that, it's a place for our interested clients to go to safely and test the products and see what's available for them. Um, in a very comfortable way so that they do not feel threatened or frightened or nervous about this 
a whole new experience to them. So yes. it, that has been a, a really uh, big plus for us to be able to do that. Uh, yes, that's, that's for sure. Um, and we'll talk a little more about that in a minute. But Jen, are the, the uh, uh, services and products that you have for, for sale? Now, this is not from the blind, for the blind, but from Charlotte products. Do you deal mostly with um, wholesalers and, and that sort of thing? Or uh, you don't deal with individual members of the public, uh, do you? Actually, we, we manufacture here in Peterborough and sell through distribution. So we sell our products through distributors, various distributors. Um, Swish Maintenance in town is one of our distributors. We have many distributors. Um, so we don't go directly to the end user, but we go through a distributor who then also has other tools that people need to clean. So, so yes, in fact, they are available um, through the Swish Clean It Center here locally and uh, through all of our distribution partners throughout North America and overseas as well. Okay. And how was it that, that you came to um, uh, be connected with From the Blind for the Blind? Well, it's kind of twofold. Um, I'm fortunate to be part of a, a group uh, called Tandemize, which both Debbie and uh, a lot of her her uh, friends are, and a lot of uh, members of the the chapter here in Peterborough are members of. So, I am a captain on the uh, Tandemize bike team, and that's how I I met Debbie and Leslie Yee, mm -hmm. and uh, it was through that connection that I learned more about the need that they had, um, and I explained to them. Uh, how Charlotte um, goes to to help in the community. And uh, a few years back, we decided that we wanted to kind of track and um, make more of an effort to be in the communities that we live in here in Peterborough and also through uh, all of our sales team throughout North America. So we developed a plan, an initiative called Charlotte Cares. And through that initiative, what we did was decided that we wanted to um, to as much as possible collectively we wanted to make a, dis a difference and inspire people to create safe and healthy spaces for for future generations so with that being said we were we were very fortunate to uh to have the opportunity to do various things here in town um and anytime that we can connect a space being so, or some some people's lives being safer and healthier we like to either uh, donate um, our time. Uh, a lot of times we go and clean, deep, deep cleaning of Habitat for Humanity, and we, we help with some of the shelters and in town and that sort of thing. And this was just a different way that we could help our community that was looking for some space um, because it was really important to us to, uh, to give back to the community. And, and we could see this as being um, a very positive um, thing to do and, and helping uh, a different group of people that we don't normally touch. So we're really excited to be part of it. Well, that's wonderful. Um, so um, Debbie, maybe you could tell us about the space that has now been made available and uh, what you've done with it. Yes. Um, it, it's 
a room within the um, warehouse for Charlotte products and the room is self-contained. So we have access to go into the building and uh, go to the room, which are products we have put, we, Jen has kindly provided shelving in the storage room. Oh, wow. And we have placed all our products labeled and whatnot that we received on the shelves. And then with Jen's help, we set up two tables and chairs so that as people would like to come and see what's available for them to use at home, they have a place that's well lit and it's easily accessible for them to come and to sit comfortably and look at what's available and try it out and and see if it would be of any benefit to them. And then we sign these products out to those people who are able to take them home and use them for a while. If it's not what, exactly what they need, then we ask that the product be returned or when they're finished using the product that it be returned to us. Um, but the space has given us a well-lit, comfortable venue to be able to show what these devices are capable of doing to people who, who need to feel comfortable where they are because they we all are visually impaired to one extent or the other so it's important that you know they have well-lit access to the room that they have a comfortable place to sit and to well lit so they can see the items properly and jen has worked so well with us to make that possible um, we had several people come in today to have a look and they were all extremely impressed and very, very wow. surprised by how organized we had become. Well, that's super. Now I'm going to throw a question out and either one of you can answer this one. Is the building accessible either on the bus line or um, by handy van? Uh, it's not accessible on the bus line. And I do not believe it would be accessible by the handy van. So it must but, be outside the city, is it? Uh, just on the outskirts of the city, yes. Uh, not too far past Sir Sanford Fleming College but a little bit past that. Okay. I know. So what, go ahead. I know they'll go out to Sir Sanford, but uh, uh, beyond that, I'm not sure. What we're able to do is um, we are able to arrange for those that need a ride that do not have a driver of their own to pick them up and take them out to the facility. Uh, that way, I think both Jen and I are more comfortable because we know that they're being looked after on their way out <laughs> and on their way home. 
Mm-hmm. And also for those that are, uh, many people do have a driver that can bring them out, but we have a couple of drivers that have volunteered to do that. And uh, we can set up the appointments and work it. And the other thing that we will do is if that isn't convenient, uh, tomorrow I will be taking products to one of our chapter members who is in a wheelchair and cannot make it out to the facility. So we will pick products that she needs up from the facility and take them to her home. Wonderful. That's great. So how would someone go about um, contacting from the blind, for the blind, and making the necessary arrangements? They would have to contact CCB. And just give me one minute, and I will give you the, uh, the website. Or maybe not. <laughs> I have yeah. here if you yeah. like. Uh, I, it's okay. I, I found it. Thank you. Okay. It was that you, Jen, that had it. You go it ahead. Is. Okay, it's www.ccbpeterborough.com. And there's also an email that is ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. That can be, uh, you can access information. Um, and there are several people that are monitoring those, um, that email uh, regularly. There is also my phone number at the moment, which is 705-874-6905. All so right. there's a couple of different ways that they could reach us. So you're comfortable having people call you and maybe make an appointment that way? Well, yes. If they contact um, CCB National, then National calls us here and lets us know. And I have received many, you know, many references that way. So once the initial contacts made, I don't mind them having my telephone number. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you'd rather have them go through CCB National, would you? Yes. Uh, Well, yes, I would, unless there's an urgency, but I would prefer them to go through National or, or the local, we have a local website that they can go to and uh, get access to us through that. Okay. Maybe okay. it would be a little less confusing for people to uh, either go to the website or email. Um, yes. CCBPeterborough at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's terrific. Uh, uh, Jen, I think that's a, a wonderful um, outreach that uh, you've made. And, uh, and I know that it will be um, made... Uh, frequent use of that's for sure well we're hoping so and and definitely i mean if anybody's inspired i'm inspired by this group of of people and and what they do and uh just every day that i i am interacting i i learn more about this community and uh 
and and the uh, chapter in Peterborough itself and all of the good things that are being done in town and 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 nationally so um, it's inspiring to me to be part of it because I'm learning so much and and uh, really thrilled to to be able to support them somehow in their initiatives. Well, has, yes, go, go ahead. ahead. It has been so great to be able to to uh, put all the product together and to have some place to take these people to go and check it out and see it. So it's really been appreciated. What's been offered to us at the moment makes it's so much better. It really has helped a lot. And for you to have some storage uh, place of your own at home, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that too, Devin. She thinks he might be able to park in the garage. <laughs> yeah, how about that? <laughs> and stay yep. warm in the winter. Mm -hmm. Instead yep. of having to go and shovel, uh, scrape windshields and stuff like that. Well, I I have had one client say to me, oh, you're not in the garage anymore. <laughs> well, that's terrific. Is there anything else that either of you would like to uh, to mention? I think I've covered just about everything that uh, I can think of. But I'm uh, again, I'm just I'm overwhelmed with uh uh, being inspired by this group and and what they're doing and I can't believe how many devices they have and want to share them and the fact that there's no cost to this and there's you know it's a library it's like going and borrowing something for as long mm -hmm. as you need it and and the difference that that could make for somebody's life is you know it's it's just oh. so night and day it's incredible and it's just a matter of getting the word out there so if people could just encourage um, people to talk about it and and get the awareness out there then Debbie will be able to come and see me every day and not just yes. times a week <laughs> <laughs> so so Devin any of your listeners that know anybody that may benefit from a visual aid even if they don't know what that is have them contact us and we'll tell them whether that device is available or not, or what might work for them or their friend or their family member. But uh, by all means, spread the word that we exist. So those that need our help can receive our help. Uh, we'll certainly do that. Um, we'll, we'll hang on to this uh, recording and play it every now and again. And uh, Jen, thanks so much uh, for what Charlotte Products is uh, doing uh, for the um, blind and visually impaired, and maybe even the deafblind community here in mm -hmm. uh, Peterborough. You just yes. don't know. Uh, the internet has been a real uh, boom for the uh, deafblind community. Uh, and so a lot of them are on the internet. So hopefully they'll be finding out what um, you have made possible, uh, Debbie, and also, Jen, what you have made possible. Thanks so much, uh, both of you, for uh, being with us. Thank you, Devin.
Thank you very much. The next part of our show uh, was taken from January of 2021. First of all, we're going to hear a chat that I had about a program offered by CNIB called Phone It Forward. And then we're going to hear the audio portion of a video about the Blind Shell Classic. And if there is time at the end, I will uh, tell you about the Blind Shell Classic 2 that I just purchased for myself. So anyway, here we go with the chat about Phone It Forward. A couple of years ago now, I was made aware of a program offered by CNIB called Phone It Forward. And uh, I made several attempts to find someone to chat with about that, specifically for Insight Peterborough. And uh, I kept running into delay after delay. And finally, I got a commitment from a lady named Kathleen Forrestell in... uh, Ottawa, to uh, chat with me about it, and uh, so here is information about a program that those of you who are registered uh, with the CNIB will be able to make use of, especially if a cell phone or an iPhone uh, doesn't fit into your budget. So here's my chat with Kathleen Forrestell. Good morning, Kathleen, and how are you doing? Hello, Devin. I'm well. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Maybe before we get talking about phone it forward, I'll get you to just tell us what uh, your title is and what that uh, encompasses. So I am the, my name is Kathleen Forrestell, I should say, and I am the lead for advocacy and community outreach for CNIB Foundation's Ontario East Region. So I'm in Ottawa, um, and I'm also responsible for uh, everything from Cornwall to Peterborough, including Kingston, Belleville, and everything in between. Okay. And one of the programs that um, you have under your belt, uh, as far as I understand it, is Phone It Forward, uh, a program called Phone It Forward. Can you maybe explain what that is and where that originated? So the Phone It Forward program is not something I'm directly responsible for. However, um, part of my role with CNIB is community community outreach, public education, um, ensuring people know about our programs and services, including Phone It Forward. Um, so Phone Forward is a program uh, designed to get smartphones into the, the hands of Canadians who are blind and partially sighted. Um, a smartphone, uh, if you don't know, is kind of an all-in-one, uh, maybe not quite all-in-one, but it is a multifunctional accessibility tool for an individual who is blind. Um, it can help with everything from navigating to reading a book to uh, there's apps that will uh, ver- verbally describe 
uh, aspects of your environment, um, from colors to a like a, a description of a person. Um, and there's also apps that will live connect you via video to a sighted um, volunteer or staff, depending on the app you're using, um, who can then audio describe things through your phone's camera. So there is so much so much functionality in a smartphone these days that people who are blind or partially sighted can really utilize to uh, to live independently. And that's what this whole program is, uh, is to assist people in living to uh, live more independently, right? Absolutely. So a smartphone is one way to help facilitate that. Um, and many people who, are, who live with sight loss um, don't have the means to purchase a, a smartphone for themselves. Some, some do, but many don't. And so this is one of our efforts to help level that playing field and uh, and get people the technology they need to, to enable them. So I was talking earlier with a gentleman here in Peterborough, and he said to me, now, when you say smartphones, does that include flip phones? And I said, I don't think so, but I will ask. That is an excellent question. Um, to my knowledge, I don't believe it includes a flip phone. Um, my understanding is that uh, the program will accept any iPhone model, um, 5 or higher, um, and we do accept Android phones as well. Um, that being said, we only actually deploy the iPhones. The Android phones get uh, um, recycled or traded in for value. Ah, okay. So if someone has a, a, an iPhone 5, for example, kicking around in a drawer that isn't being used, what should they or could they do with it? So the first step is to go to our website, phoneitforward.ca. Um, and on our website, it'll talk you through the entire donation process. The first step is to fill, up, fill out our online form. Um, kind of giving us the initial details about the phone. Um, we will email you, or not, sorry, <laughs> not email, snail mail you a, a prepaid envelope. Um, you pack your phone and any of the forms you've completed into this envelope, ship it off to us. Once we've received it and verified the details of the phone, um, we will issue a tax receipt for the value of that phone. So that is kind of the donation process start to end. Okay. Um, is the person donating the phone responsible for wiping it as clean as they can? Yes, that is a, a really good thing to clarify. So um, we, on our end, do a military-grade refurbishing of the phone to ensure there is no confidential information uh, left on the phone before we give it to one of our community members. Um, that being said, before you send in the phone, we need you to ensure that there, that any accounts, so like an iCloud account, um, are removed from your phone so that we can access it. Um, so many of the smartphones today are, are really secure and really locked down, um, and so we need to remove any passwords, any accounts. Uh, we need you to ensure that it's not locked to 
to a specific phone carrier. Um, I don't know the current state of whether carriers are able to lock the phone, but they were previously. Um, so we need to make sure the phone is unlocked, any pa passwords and accounts are removed, um, and then we're able to do the rest on our end. Okay. When someone, say from Peterborough uh, or Lakefield, sends in a phone, that does that um, necessarily mean that it, the phone is going to someone in this area? You know, I'm not sure. Um, I would have to check and clarify. Um, my understanding is that there is some degree of uh, the region being self-sufficient, um, that's not quite the right word, um, to say that anyone in the Ontario East region, um, if you donate a phone, it, it, it could get sent back within the region. I don't know if it goes down to the municipality, and I could be misinformed. Um, I would have to go back and clarify that detail. Yeah, okay. Um, does, when you send in a phone, does it go to uh, 1929 Bayview Avenue in Toronto? I'm pretty sure it does. Um, I, again, would have to double check, but I believe it does. Okay. Now, on the um, side of the recipient, then, uh, if uh, someone was looking for a phone but knew that they couldn't afford it uh, and wanted to uh, take uh, advantage of the opportunity to uh, get one through Phone It Forward, what would they do? Get in touch with your local CNIB office um, and we'll be able to connect you with the program. Okay. All right. Um, so here in Peterborough, it's uh, often a good idea to know the extension because uh, if you just leave a message, um, does it go somewhere? Um, that's a, another really great question. Um, I, I can't tell you specifically for Peterborough. Um, I know sometimes uh, general requests get sent to a contact center. Um, and then that contact center is able to um, forward that uh, inquiry to the specific staff who's responsible for that inquiry. So in this case, went forward. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Um, how long do you think this whole process would take for someone who uh, called their local CNIB office until they uh, got a phone? on the availability of the phones at that time. Um, okay. I know we do try to match people with phones that uh, fit their needs. So, for example, um, an iPhone 5 might go to a, a child to get them used to the technology, whereas someone who is seeking employment um, or is uh, actively in, in requires a, a greater deal of technology on their phone um, to do more with it, we would try and match them with a, a higher model of the, or a more recent model of the iPhone. 
Um, so I think it just depends on availability and what we currently have. Okay, yeah, because the um, uh, higher models or newer models of the iPhone are pretty much like uh, independent little uh, computers these days, aren't they? Oh, my goodness. They have so much capacity. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, does the program include anything like uh, iPads or, or iPods? Not to my knowledge, no. No. Okay. Is there anything else that uh, we should go over with regard to the Phone It Forward program? Um, I wanted to mention for people who, uh, who don't have access to the Internet, there is a telephone number you can call. Um, it, this is uh, the, phone, the telephone number on the Phone It Forward Forward website. Okay. One eight three three five five four five zero two zero. So if you're inquiring about the program, um, you can call this number, um, and they'll be able to answer any questions you have. Um, so it's one eight three three five five four five zero two zero. Five zero three zero. Or two, oh, two zero. Two zero. Okay. Yes. Just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah, and as I as I had mentioned before, um, I you know these phones really are multifunctional accessibility tools, uh, and they really empower people who are blind or partially sighted. Uh, so we're always appreciative of any donations, um, whether individual or corporate. Um, we we work with uh, with corporate donations as well. Um, yeah, and then the other thing I wanted to mention, um, because I know, Devin, you had asked uh, prior to this interview um, how many people have benefited from the program. And I don't have the national statistics, but I do know the Peterborough specific statistics, uh-huh. if you're interested. Definitely. So um, I was informed that there have been five phones deployed specifically in the Peterborough area. Great. And we have it. We have another 15 people on our wait list. So, um, yeah, so back to your question about um, how long it takes to receive a phone. Um, I, I'm not part of the deployment process, so I can't speak to that. Um, but I do know that there have been five deployed in your area, and um, and there are 15 more people who are waiting. Wonderful. <coughs> that will be edited out. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, thank goodness for editing, editing software. <laughs> yes, no kidding. Yeah. And Wonderful. So do you, do you have any other questions for me? Just was going to ask you how long this program has been, um, has, has it been in uh, uh, use? So we've been operating for a few years now. I don't have the specific start date. I believe... And I believe it's been in operation for two years. Um, but I, I, you know, I remember when I started speaking about the program at my public engagement uh, when I was out in the community, and I, I'm struggling, struggling to remember exactly when that was. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's been a few years now that we've, okay. we've had it operating. All right. Well, thanks very much, Kathleen, for filling us in. I've been wanting to know for quite a while how that all works, and uh, um, I'm sure we can uh, air this interview at any time to refresh people's memory uh, about the oh. Phone It Forward program. Absolutely. Thank you for this opportunity, Devin, um, and to um, let people know if you have any other interest in the program or you're curious about it, you can check it out online at uh, Phone It Forward, um, phoneitforward.ca. Okay. Terrific. Thank you very much, Kathleen. Thanks, Devin. Now, as a bit of a contrast to that, and because there are people who find it difficult to manage with a flat screen, I thought I'd play and uh, finish off the program uh, by playing a demonstration of a phone called the Blind Shell Classic. It's only uh, about uh, 12 minutes, so that will uh, take us uh, to very close to the end of our program, and uh, it will definitely give you a stark contrast. So here, that, uh, here is that demonstration. In this video, we're going to talk about a phone specifically created for the blind and visually impaired. That's the Blind Shell Classic Phone. Hi everyone, it's Carrie from Live Accessible, and as I mentioned before, today we're going to be talking about the Blind Shell Classic Phone, which is specifically made for the blind and visually impaired. It's completely accessible, and it has auditory and verbal feedback, as well as large print. It's really easy to use, and it's a really great option for those looking for an easy and accessible solution. But hey, if you're new here, welcome to the channel. We do videos on technology, tips, resources, and encouragement for people who are blind, visually impaired, and sighted supporters. So please subscribe and hit the bell for more videos like these. So here's the phone, and thank you to Blindshell for sending me a phone to review. In the box, it comes with a phone, of course, as well as a charger and a pair of headphones, a quick start guide, some QR code stickers for the object tagging, which I'll explain a bit later on, so it has a 2.8 inch TFT display, which you can actually turn off like the screen curtain for iPhone and the dim screen for Android, which is pretty neat. And you can do that in the setting. So below the screen, it has these physical buttons, which are really tactile. And it's kind of like this candy bar, older style phone. It's approximately 5.2 inches high by 2.2 inches wide by three quarters of an inch thick. So I have the red version and it is red on the back. It actually has this really nice texture on the back. It's plastic, but it's textured so it doesn't pick up fingerprints as much, even though I can't really see the fingerprints anyway. <laughs> it is smaller than the smartphones that we have today, but it feels just right in the hands. It feels really nice actually. 
You can definitely use this with just one hand and reach all the buttons. It comes with 4 gigs of internal storage and you can use it with a micro SD card and has Wi-Fi, Bluetooth and GPS. It has voice control, voice dictation, speed dial, internet radio, FM radio, a camera where you can add voice descriptions of all your photos, an SOS button on the back. You do have to set it up of course before you use it. It has alarm, timer, stopwatch, calendar, notes, voice recorder, calculator, weather, dictionary, email, music, and a book player, color identifier, localization where it can tell you where you are, and object tagging. You can use these stickers that it comes with, put them on an object you want to label, and you can make audio labels, scan them with your phone, and once you get to that item, you can scan it, and it will play back what you recorded as a voice label for that object. This is really similar to the pen friend and the label wand and things like that, which can be very helpful. And of course you can call and text your contacts. So let me just describe and explain the layout of the phone. So the screen is on top at the front and below that is a keyboard. And so there's a four directional keypad and there's the OK button in the middle, and then the top left, there's the volume down, and the top right, it's the volume up. The button below the volume down, which is the second button on the left, is the call button, or it's another OK button. And the button under the volume up button on the right is the end call or the back button. Below those buttons is the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and then star 0 pound. And on the top edge is where you can find the headphone jack as well as the charging port. And it uses a micro USB cable. At the bottom edge is um, some holes where you can attach a loop or a lanyard on it in case you want to put it around your neck or your wrist or something like that. There are no buttons on the left side and no buttons on the right side. It does come with the battery out of the case. It's pretty easy to uh, put in. You just pull it the back up. Here's the battery. You can pull the battery out and you can put your SIM and a micro SD um, under the battery. You can feel some springs in the inside part of the phone in the battery compartment on the bottom. And if you feel around the battery, you can feel the contacts so that you can orient where to put the batteries in. So I'm gonna put them back and put the cover back on it just clicks into place and to power it on you just press and hold the end call button or the back button and it says blind shell and it does a little chime for you which is which is really cute and it takes you straight to the menu. So a lot of these buttons have one function when you press them once um, and then a different function when you press and hold them. It's really easy and intuitive um, once you're on the main screen that you press the left and right arrows to go through the menu. Messages, two contacts, three of nine. More applications, four of nine. Settings, five of nine. Information about state, six of nine. Manual, seven of nine. No missed events, 8 of 9. Turn off the phone, 9 of 9. Call, 1 of 9. 
If you want to select something, just press the OK button in the middle of the directional keypad or you can also press the call button. It's another confirm button which is under the volume down button. So I'm going to press the middle and again it'll take you to another menu and then you can scroll through the menu just using the left and right arrows. To exit, you can press the end call button or the back button. If you press this button once, it'll go back one screen and if you press and hold it, it'll take you back to the main menu. You can change the voice and speed in the settings and you can also change the color scheme. I personally like the white on black, but they have different color options and sizes to choose from. And you can also choose if you want icons or just text or if you want the icons and text, which is how it is right now. There's also a simplified mode if you want to try that out and you can change all these and more in the settings. So if you noticed while I was scrolling through the menu, it tells you one of nine. So it tells you what number it is in the list of items on the menu. And you can actually use this as a shortcut. So say I wanted to go to other applications and I knew just by experience that it is number four in the list. So I can press number four. More applications, four of nine. And then I can press the OK button. Tools, one of four. And that helps because you can do things a lot faster just by using the shortcuts. But another option that you can do is use the voice control, which I really like. You can press and hold one of the volume buttons and just talk. I listen after a beep. Open alarms. Opening alarm. So it just takes you straight to the application that you want and this works for calling, for messaging, for all sorts of things, opening calendar or making an event and a lot more. If you press and hold this when you're in a text field, well let's go to notes. So I listen after a beep. Open notes. Opening notes. And note one of two. So I'm going to add a note. I'll press the OK button. Text. And now it just says text, so I'm going to press and hold the uh, volume button. Hello, this is just a test. Hello, this is just a test. So it vibrates to let me know that it recognized what I was saying, and then I press the OK button, and it inputs the text and reads it back to me. If you ever want to repeat what it said, you can press the down arrow. Text. Hello, this is just a test. And it'll repeat it for you. If you want to hear what time it is or the battery or things like that, the date maybe, you can use voice control, but you can also press the up arrow. 1706, Tuesday, July 2nd, 2019, 105. And then you can press the left and right arrows for more information like Wi-Fi state, connected, signal strength, network, battery state. 18%, Another really cool thing is with the camera. So I'm going to open the camera with voice control. I listen after a beep. Open camera. Opening camera. So it's beeping to let me know that it's ready to take a picture. So let's just take a picture of the box. So you can press the OK button. Save image, one of two. And press the OK button again to save the image. Record a short description now. 
This is a picture of the blind shell classic phone box. Image has been saved. Camera images one of two. So if I go into the camera images, image one of eight. This is a picture of the blind shell classic phone box. It will play the voice description that I created when I took the picture, which I think is really cool because you know a lot of the time when you're blind or visually impaired, you might not remember what that picture is, and so having that. Um, auditory description is very very helpful. So those are the highlights of the phone. And so what are my thoughts? Well, first let's talk about a few places where I'd like to see improvement. First, I'd like to see a better screen,、um, maybe an OLED or an LCD screen that just will help improve the contrast. Also, a better camera never hurts, and it would definitely help for the color reader. But with all that said, this is a really great option for people who aren't very tech savvy or don't. Quite want to jump onto a smartphone, or for seniors, or for just people in general who want something that's simple and easy to use. I will say that I love the combination of having buttons as well as voice control. I think that's a really great mix for people who are blind or just people in general. Technology has gone so far, and there's so much accessibility when it comes to smartphones. But <laughs> there's nothing like pressing a Physical button. It just there's just something about that. I wasn't able to test the calling or the messaging things that had to do with the mobile network because I do not have a SIM for this. It's officially launching for the NFP convention from July 7th to 12th. And if you're interested or if you want more information, definitely go to the Blind Shell website, which I will link below. And if you do end up getting this phone, or if you know somebody who has this phone, leave a comment down below and share your experience. I'd love to hear from you guys. And if you like this video, give it a thumbs up below, and don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell for more videos on how you can live accessible. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you in the next one. As I mentioned earlier, I did indeed make a purchase this past December of a Blind Shell Classic 2. I haven't gone all the way through the manual yet, and I haven't learned everything there is to learn about my new phone. But the one thing I can tell you that I'm over the moon about is the fact that. When the phone rings, I know how to go right to the button that will allow me to answer the phone. And when I want to hang up, especially on those border security or Revenue Canada type calls, I know exactly the button that I need to press to shut them up. <laughs> And I know there's a lot more that I have to learn, but I do appreciate the buttons. And when I do、uh, learn everything that I think I need to know about the new phone, I'm hoping to be able to one day do a video demonstration of it. And、uh, certainly, I will play the audio portion of that for you, just like I did. Uh, for the、uh, first blind shell classic phone, but for now I've got to say goodbye to you because we have reached the end of another show.
Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Have yourself a good week. Bye for now.